0: Welcome to episode 6, season 2 of Shameless (laughs) Ambition, the podcast. I'm Justine Eno. And I'm Lindsay Dalen. And today we're going to talk about how we manage while juggling multiple pursuits of ambition, multiple projects, multiple whatever you're doing at the same time. Um, how we manage that.
1: I'm so excited about this conversation because I've always considered myself to be a multi-passionate woman and for a lot of years I didn't realize that that was actually sustainable and achievable as an entrepreneur to have multiple passions but I feel like, you know, it's just making the magic happen every single yeah. day and it keeps life so
0: exciting. Well, and using your favorite word, finding the integration. Oh, I love <laughs> integration. Oh, oh I, subbed it. Good I subbed it out for her cause yeah. I would have chose a different word. No, Way I'm to set saying. that up then. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's an interesting conversation. I think no matter where you're at in life, you have multiple things going mm-hmm. on, right? So, um, whether it's like big, big projects, um, maybe some personal goals or personal things you have lined up or family things. We always have lots on the go. So how do we manage that?
1: Well, I love to abide by the mentality of staying in my lane. However, I've realized that, you know, my lane is kind of like a freeway and I have <laughs> multiple lanes that I, you know, can stay in. But for years it felt like I had to be in one career, one industry, you know, working with one type of clientele and on one type of projects. And that's just really not the case when, when you're a passionate woman and you want to do multiple different things. So for me, so much of that comes down to scheduling. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm an organized person. You're such an organized person. I've, and I've always been though. I like, it's, Remember in school when you used to get your, like, agendas or, and, like, your... Oh, that was the uh, best. So exciting. Like oh, yeah. the smell of new pens. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, yeah, I've always been that that kind of person to keep my life in order. I know that, like, literally, if you looked at the notes on my phone right now, I have a blank one that I fill out every day for my daily to-do list. And there's some stuff that's the same, like, feed the kids, feed the dogs, you know, don't forget... But, like, that way, if I'm going through my week, I can start a list for, like, and be like, oh, Friday, I have to do that. Right. And I can throw that in my Friday list, and I don't forget it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then don't do it Friday. You know you've scheduled it. It's yeah. There. I just, yeah. I put that reminder in for myself. Um, sometimes I I think a lot of other um, women are like this, where we'll just be sitting in a quiet time, like, watching something on TV, and then the thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Start coming in. It's like, do this, do that, do this, do that. Um don't just write them down totally as they're coming in even if it's on like a scrap notebook and you've put it in something more formal after write it down because you'll forget oh <laughs> so, absolutely Like it, it, it's inevitable so I yeah have scheduling, to is down.
1: scheduling and to-do lists and notes and time blocking and These are all effective strategies that we know that you know, but we do know that they work when managing multiple projects at a time. One of my favorite strategies right now is um, getting into a headspace daily. So I work with... A multitude of different clients but I try to schedule my days so that I'm only working on one client project in a day yeah. and I can just get into that headspace dive into that project and everything that needs to be done for it and then
0: you can do on. like half days if you have to like totally. mornings this mm-hmm. afternoons this so you ha- and you always give yourself I've noticed like an hour if you have to switch in between two of your passions or yeah. two of your projects um, you always give yourself a little buffer time, whether it's sure. a drive or whatever, to like switch your brain into the other mode or whatever, switch lanes. Switch you know? lanes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Is.
1: yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things to do too, if I have to alternate between two different modes in a day or two different projects or um, just kind of head spaces, I like to change my outfit. And mm. I know that that sounds kind of maybe like a lot of work. I don't know, but um, I need to feel confident in how i'm presenting myself and so i know that if i'm moving from you know the fitness studio in the morning into corporate meetings in the afternoon i'm going to take that hour that buffer hour to just refresh reset um put my lipstick back on and get ready for the whole change of pace like
0: wipe the (laughs) eyeliner underneath your eyeballs yeah um it's key though like it's switching hats, right? So switching outfits, switching Exactly. Hats, so it gets you in that different mindset.
1: Well, and we've kind of talked about this before when we've talked about like going to networking events and walking in the door and kind of turning the switch on as yeah. far as just getting into the headspace and getting into that mode. I think so much of being able to manage multiple passions and projects is that when we sit down to give our attention and energy to something that we switch it on and we're there and we're present and we don't allow that kind of like monkey mind to come into play with all of the other things that you need to do but just to focus on that one thing in that moment
0: yeah you do have to have like dedicated time to each passion or Mm -hmm. each project that you're working on and be able to put the blinders on to the other ones because they don't matter in that moment unless something's on fire you know like You really got to put that fire out, but um, you do. You have to put the blinders on to be able to make sure that each one of your passions or your projects um, are getting the attention they need and the undivided attention they need. Because if not, one's going to be stronger than the other whatever however you want to look at it well it's kind of similar with like relationships right you want to
1: make sure that when you're present with your kids you're present with your kids and you're not missing that time with them because that's the whole point of being a parent is to be present and to be engaged with them and to be able to really listen to them and I think that that goes so far in our relationships to be just wholly there and when we're working on a multitude of different things it can be easy to get lost in all of the other things that we need to do so just starting by showing up and deciding to be present is one of the most effective tactics I've used
0: yeah and I mean you have to also like be realistic in uh, yes. in yes. like setting yeah your your passions and your projects like it's okay to put something on the back burner for a little while that's right if you need to or um say no Mm -hmm. um all those things you have to be able to be realistic about it so yes you can drive in many lanes but there is too many lanes at some point where you're gonna just like have a giant car wreck (laughs) and and then they all fall apart right yeah um so you do have to be and then you kind of set yourself up for failure Mm -hmm. or like disappointment to yourself and then that's never good either so um just making sure that you're realistic with what you can actually obtain in your day your week your month setting those expectations not only for yourself
1: it you know it's for your family the people that are in your life Mm -hmm. for your clients whoever you're working with the more realistic you are with the expectations and the better you communicate them to all the parties involved the easier it is to actually manage all those different lanes um and clarity so that everybody knows what direction you're going in.
0: Yeah, and I always, like, I don't know if this is, like, a good thing to do. So, I don't know, maybe don't take this advice. If you don't, <laughs> I don't know. But what works for me, um, scheduling or, like, giving a deadline, I always give myself grace in that. So if, um, I don't know, I was working on a project for a company or something, I would be like, I'm going to be done by this date. And it would usually be two to three weeks Longer than right. I actually think it's going to take me. Because um, one, they're super stoked when it comes early. That's right. <laughs> and you give yourself a little bit of grace yeah. Um, in life. Like mm-hmm. that can happen, you know, and things, setbacks, things that you don't really expect. So same with scheduling. Um, obviously, sometimes we know how long a meeting or an appointment is going to take. But if we don't, I just usually give myself an extra half hour yeah. from what I think it is um so that I don't overflow my day that's right yeah
1: well and I think it's just realizing our own limitations realizing what we're capable of what we can handle in a day I know for me that I just can't do more than three meetings a day it just doesn't work for me I'm checked out by that fourth one I've done it so many times (laughs) so many times over the years where I'm just like by the time that fourth one rolls around I'm just like oh I'm, I'm not wholly there and that's not serving anybody and so I really do my best to manage those my own personal limits and to ensure that I'm creating a schedule that is realistic for me because yeah. it can be so easy to just fill it up and all the things like there's so many things when you're trying to do cool stuff and yeah managing that chaos in your brain can be hard sometimes when you're a multi-passionate woman I don't know about you but like how what are your strategies for chaos management in oh, your life? Oh, you know, we've talked about chaos management yeah. and how well I do it that. <laughs> uh, so yeah. But different <laughs> kind of chaos yes. management. So we've talked about sort of like environmental yes. chaos management, but how about that like in our brains where you know you and I have been in the storm of multiple projects and things happening all at once. I usually clean. <laughs> you clean and that's
0: how you kinda do. like clear your mind? I do, yeah. Okay. And that's actually not something I realized until I was probably like the last couple of years is I, if I'm feeling really stressed out or really emotional mm-hmm. and it's not even like a productive clean, it's like, Hey, that closet you haven't looked at in three years, let's take everything out and see what's in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then dust it. And then yeah. wipe the bo- baseboards and like, just girl, go clean a toilet. Like right. that would be way better of my time. But no, I think it's um anything mindless. Right. I have to do to calm the chaos in my mind if I get too overwhelmed or I honestly find it's so satisfying to me to check things off my checklist. Oh, totally. So I can look at that checklist and kind of feel overwhelmed some days of like all the things I have to do. And the thought goes like, Justine, how are you going to accomplish this in your day? From there, I usually like make sure I know what the important things are. Right. Like, what are the things that have to be done today? What things can be done tomorrow or, right. like, later this week that aren't so important? It'd be great if you got them done today, but if not, cool. Right. Um. And then once you start checking them off, you're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. such a game and changer. Yeah. I think that, honestly, is what calms my mind. is yeah. like, checking things off my checklist because, you know, I personally hate the feeling of, like, winding down my day I say putting my house to bed (laughs) and um having it like a weight on me that I like didn't do something in that day that I was supposed to do right like it just it irks me so I just that makes me feel better personally what about you well I
1: totally agree that checking off that to-do list helps and sometimes it's just like folding that load of laundry that I haven't touched in in the corner it's just been (laughs) lingering over there Um, you know, it's actually funny that we're having this conversation today because this past weekend was a long weekend and my life is so scheduled out now that I find long weekends really mess with me when I lose a Monday (laughs) or a Friday. Um, and I lost both this last weekend, Mm. all good things. I had a wicked weekend, lots of family time. It was great, but I woke up this morning and I worked out, I did a really intense leg workout and just kind of felt afterwards you know like I was just exhausted it feels I was like a done. Monday totally and like I, I just my brain was in chaos this morning I was thinking about all the things that you know I have coming up this week and I had to kind of sit down and remind myself that like Lindsay it's Tuesday what do you do on Tuesdays get into your Tuesday headspace of the things that you do on Tuesday And even just getting dressed for our meeting this morning, I was just like so frustrated getting dressed and I never get frustrated getting dressed, but my butt's gotten a lot bigger, you know, since I've been working out, which is great, but you still do, but you, your
0: outfit was absolutely gorgeous. I loved it,
1: but I changed it like seven times (laughs) and I never do that. And so I don't know what was going on in my brain this morning, but I actually left the house. I got myself a coffee and just went for a drive around GP just for half an hour, just killing time by myself, listening to the radio. And that's actually what I do when I need to calm my brain down. I just cruise around and just look at stuff and think about things and remind myself
0: essential. Yeah. I don't know. It's
1: just like, I feel like I need to kind of remove myself from my space when my brain gets chaotic like that because this is my to-do space. Like I I work from home. Well, and everything looks at you. Everything looks at me. That's a great way to put it actually. So it's like, I, I almost can't really calm my brain down sometimes when it gets like that. But yeah, I think that just having that strategy to either let go of the chaos in our brains or just to refocus, reprioritize is really
0: what helps us figure out what lane we need to be in for that day anyways. Yeah, Tyler will honestly, he'll be like, why are you so irritated? I'm like every room I walk into, my mess looks at me in the face. Right? And it it is though, right? It's just, it's one of those feelings that it's like, okay, I'm going to go to the next room just so I can like, and then there's something in that room and you're like, (laughs) (laughs) Cool, I'm going to go sit in the closet. Um, But yeah, no, it's yeah, it's hard. So you do have to remove yourself. I know you love music a lot too to like clear your brain. So Well, and it's like,
1: sometimes I'll put on a podcast and maybe it's the right podcast for me in that moment maybe it's not it's always a gamble you never know but we're the right one (laughs) we're the right one that's right um but just music there are so many just songs that just teleport me to a different place of just zen and calm and I always pick whatever genre that I just kind of need that mood booster of you know, when I'm feeling chaotic, I don't listen to EDM, EDM or, you know, <laughs> anything that's going to make me feel more chaotic. But yeah, it's just recognizing that feeling and then actually doing something about it mm-hmm. is what kind of helps me control the chaos.
0: Yeah. And I think like you also have to be okay with like you only do what you do in a day. That's right. You, you do. Like, yeah, we're all super women, mm-hmm. women. We are like our Wonder Woman ourselves. We are in our own ways, but sometimes you just have to like literally let go of like, well, that was a day. Mm-hmm. Today was today, and I got what I got done. And that's right. What I didn't will be there tomorrow. Is everyone fed, alive, and well? Yep, cool. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just being realistic. Um, what else? Talk? Do we talk about scheduling your time? Um, what else? I think that there's a conversation to be had
1: around just like our multiple personalities as women in the sense of just the things that drive us, right? Like, I think there are a lot of women out there that want to give back to their community, that want to um, create a reputation for themselves, that want to do something that they're passionate about, and these all require different sides of us. And so... As far as kind of juggling all these different things, being able to shift between these styles is a talent that I think really helps to managing all of these different passions, knowing that it's okay to show up a different version of yourself
0: yeah. in each moment. Oh, sorry. I have a cold. <coughs> <laughs> um, I I agree with that full and wholeheartedly, but I do believe in each version of yourself, you're going to have you. right? Oh, of course. So, yep. Lindsay is, Lin- like, you can tell whether Lindsay's in a spin class, or she's hanging out with me on my couch, or mm-hmm. we're podcasting, or we're at industry night, or whatever she's in, sales mode, whatever mode she's in, it's still Lindsay, right. like, you're, you're you, but your demeanor changes a little sometimes, right, That's so, right. um and that, it's nothing bad with that at all, and I think I agree, so, like, it just depends on where you're walking into, and really, if you're passionate about it, it should be easy. That's sure. my that's my what I <laughs> I just uh I, yeah. I
1: I use the concept of style shifting to kind of make sense of this in my brain as far as like I show up at on-site and have to use a certain component of my personality to plan things like industry night for us to work on, you know, the NAFT tour, for us to create all of these big things that we're working on. But then I might go to the fitness studio the next day and I show up with a side of my personality that's enthusiastic and energetic and strategic. And so when I say a different version of myself, I just mean that I'm using different qualities that I know I already have. And I'm just presenting those qualities because that's what's needed in the moment. And so it's never about being inauthentic. That authenticity is always there. It's just the, the style shifting and the acknowledgement of shifting styles and essentially shifting gears, putting on different hats Different energy is needed,
0: energy is needed exactly. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I full and wholeheartedly agree <laughs> with that. Um, yeah, I do. And if you're really good at it, um, knowing it's like reading a room, right? Totally. So, yeah, you have to know, um, and sometimes it's different, right? Sometimes, like, so you say with on site, like you come in and we plan, but then on actually industry night, it's a completely different vibe. Exactly. So, you just have to read the room, um, and be confident in yourself mm-hmm. that you can bring the energy that needs to be brought. That's it. Oh, and it's already been brought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, but if you do, you have the confidence in yourself um, that you can bring the energy that you need to in the moment and you'll be fine. Well, and when you have that safety and security and knowing ahead of time, just like,
1: okay, this is what I'm going to bring to this moment and this endeavor. You walk in just exactly that feeling more confident able to seize the moment in a more effective way because you know why you're there and you know what you're doing there I think that there's nothing that drains us more than being stuck doing things that we're not passionate about or that we don't want to do like I just thought I don't do anything
0: I don't want to do anymore and it's just (laughs) the most freeing thing we still clean toilets guys (laughs) we do still clean (laughs) toilets yeah Um, no, those are just chores. But yeah, I mean, in career for sure, (laughs) life-wise, yeah, yeah, you don't do anything you don't want to do. And I mean, you could get real, like, philosophical about it and be like, why would you? Like, you know, if it was your last day on earth, do you really want to spend it doing something that you dislike a lot? I mean, there's things, like, again, we have to do every day that sometimes, you know, we don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. But are you going to really invest your time? And your energy into things that suck it away and, like, don't give anything back to you. Ew. Right. Like, yeah. you know, um, it's change is scary. I'm, I hate change, so I'm all with your girlfriends on that. But if you're not happy or passionate about what you're doing, the change is necessary.
1: I think that was one of the hardest, biggest realizations that just slapped me in the face (laughs) was that I needed to be passionate about what I was doing and about who I was working with and who I was surrounding myself with, because there was a, a bleed happening in my life that was just constantly flowing of like my energy just flowing out in places that just wasn't serving the woman that I wanted to be. And So I think, I I mean, I love change and Mm -hmm. I am all for it, massive change maker. Sometimes it bites me in the ass when the change is too big and I wasn't ready for it. But I am always ready and willing to accept the consequences of that. And I, since I started to make my decisions based around my passions I don't feel that bleed anymore yeah. you know I feel like I've closed that off and I just feel healthier and stronger every day because that energy is flowing and staying in my body versus going places where I just don't feel like I'm I'm getting anything back from it mm-hmm. and I think that as a multi-passionate woman the power of no and using that in my life without guilt or shame is how I've been able to pursue multiple passions and projects because I'm only choosing things that make sense for me and saying no to anything that doesn't feel right for me.
0: Yeah, 100%. And just, I mean, no doesn't, I mean, we've said this a lot, right? And no is a sentence in itself. It can just be no. It doesn't really need an explanation. It doesn't need a why it's no it's just no no thank you Mm -hmm. I mean I prefer no thank you (laughs) (laughs) right but no it's yeah you can you can say no and um feel okay with it for sure we need to like I think all of us I I'm a people pleaser so I say yes a lot um but I think it is a very good skill to have to be able to say no for For sure sure. and it does come with time
1: and you know there's always you don't want to let people down or sometimes it's just you f- you do something because you feel like you should or maybe the perception of you know what people will think of you after you do that thing and that's why you do it type thing but it just life really is so short and if you want to build a career out of your passions you have to spend your time on your passions and yeah. with things and people that that contribute to that and Life just feels so much better when you're passionate about what you're doing. I never really
0: realized that until I did my yoga training. I was waiting for yoga to come up because... No, well, it's just... So I, like, I mean, I never did bad in school, but I never, like, did great in school. And it was probably because I didn't try hard enough, but I didn't. Like, I, I passed everything. I got okay grades, but I never just, like, understood something so easily or it came to me. I always had to work at it to Mm -hmm. get like the okay marks. And then, um, I did my yoga teacher training and the one I did was out of Calgary, Alberta. And it was one of, it is one of the only ones that you have to do a written exam and pass it to get your training. Oh, okay. So lots of them you don't, you just have to go put in the hours and do your stuff and show up and you get your cert. Um, but the one I did, you have to do a big written exam at the end. So and there's anatomy and it was a lot. So I was like, okay. And I remember learning that stuff so easily. Like it was like, I could read it and be like, okay. Oh wow. It, because I wanted to. Right. Because I was yeah. so passionate about it that I was like, yeah, like give me more information. Like right. let's dive deeper. Like this is exciting to me. Um, But I was passionate about it and it, it lit a fire in me. It filled my cup. So it didn't feel like work. It felt like, work on myself you know but it didn't feel like actual work um so yeah I think that you know when you're passionate about something and you can definitely tell like how hard if something is resistant and hard as fuck and like you're pushing and pushing and pushing and it's not moving Go on to the next one.
1: Well, isn't that so cool, though, how, like, it just clicked for you because you were passionate about it? And it's like, had somebody told you, hey, Justine, learn all this anatomy in high school, you'd have been like,
0: what? And the, like, way I started my yoga teacher training is absolutely ridiculous. I think I did yoga, like, I did three yoga classes. And then decided to become a teacher? Yeah. I had no idea. That's it. No, okay, sorry. It would probably be maybe 11 because I did, like, a... A workshop, but it was like a mom and baby class, so it wasn't really yoga. It was, but our babies were there, so it wasn't like the full yoga experience, and then I remember um, my friend Miranda took me to my first class, and it was with Bonnie Gregg, who is like one of my biggest mentors in yoga still to this day, um... And the class blew my mind away. I remember she asked at the beginning, she's like, do I have any newbies? And I was like, hey. <laughs> this one right here. Just like announced it. Yeah. And then I went to one more of her classes and I am not, I don't know. I don't really like to ask people things like it makes me uncomfortable okay. <laughs> so, or to like, I didn't know her. So right. I was just like, okay, I'm going to ask this amazing teacher who also owned the studio um where I can take my yoga teacher training keep in mind the class I just took with her I was like yeah I'm a newbie and she looked at me and she was like um so she gave me some references and then I followed up with her and I'm like okay I'm gonna take this training I need a letter of recommendation would you (laughs) would you like to write me one and she looked at me and she's like I don't really know you what yeah Yeah. she's like I don't really know you and she's like I mean, I guess maybe, like, write me an essay about yourself. Here's my email and send it to me and we'll see. And um, so over the next couple of weeks, I went, I was, like, diligent in going to every single one of her classes and, like, showing up. But, yeah, I didn't do yoga before I took my I yoga I loved training. this story
1: so much, A, because it's something I didn't know about <laughs> you. I honestly thought you had been doing yoga for uh-uh. years before you became a teacher. No. Um, and, B, how this spark... Mm-hmm. turned into a flame that you still carry with you to every this day, day every oh, yeah. single day and yeah. like I think that that's such cool evidence that we can still discover you know these incredibly
0: um fiery passions that we have throughout life oh you're never too old you're never too old to, start something, old to start something no, new. no so never um yeah and it I mean it changed my life For the better. And um, I continued on. And as soon as I finished my training, I went back to Bonnie and she gave me a job. (laughs) I mean, we still talk all the time. But um, I couldn't believe. I still sometimes I'm like, dang, girl, like where did those balls come from? Just Like you should get those more often. (laughs) But like to walk up to her and just like really put myself out there in such a vulnerable way, I think was like so big for me. Right. Um, but, it, again, it goes to show if you're really passionate about something and you really feel it in your body, you will do anything to make that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, to accomplish
1: that. Everything is figure outable. You'll push through yeah. boundaries and walls that you never thought you would before. And, like, I mean, now Justine's a boss at just introducing herself to people. It's <laughs> awesome. Like, you're yeah. like my take anywhere kind of friend that I just don't have to worry about you when we go out because you'll just talk to people,
0: and I love it. I love, I mean, I love talking to people now. I- yoga, again, it just opened up such like a big part of my heart. For sure. Um, that I just, I don't even care what we talk about. Oh, huh. and, you know what I mean? Just to like have a conversation with someone. I just love connecting with people in general. Right. And um, I think most people I meet are really cool and have a cool story. So, That's right. Yeah. Well,
1: everybody's got a story and it's totally unique. And, you know, yeah. I think that it's, having passions like that, that just kind of ignite out of nowhere and then stick with you for the rest of your life is just such a clear sign that that is one of your lanes.
0: Oh, you know, like until maybe, who knows? I'll be doing it at 99. Right. (laughs) And
1: it's just like the highway's clear from there. It's like, you can rest easy in that passion of yours that anytime you're spending time in that lane, you're Going in the right direction.
0: Oh, I mean, like, I can go at home. I did a flow the other day, actually, and walking down my stairs after I was done, like, waddling. And it wasn't a very energetic flow because I'm pregnant. So <laughs> it was like, a, it was chill. But I was like, ah. like, my cup was filled and it right. wasn't in a class. It wasn't with anything extravagant. It was like my mat rolled up, out, rolled out upstairs and mm. some music. Like, um, but it can be anything for you, right? So, it, like, I mean, yoga is something more that I an activity that I do that I'm passionate about but um if you're pursuing something like a career goal or project goal or whatever it just it should make you feel like you're lit up well
1: and I think that it's so nice that you have this passion of yours that you can kind of step in and out of as it works for you in a sense of like you know after you've had this baby maybe you get back to some more teaching and that's what really helps you kind of just get back to feeling like yourself again and and just healthy and get your body back type thing and or maybe it's just the thing that you meditate through and
0: just kind of it's just a personal thing for yeah. a while right oh, yeah. But I mean, it's yoga like, finds me every day yeah in some shape or form whether it's through mental <laughs> or physical yoga finds me yeah in every day but Um, yeah I do definitely like ebb and flow with sharing that yeah and that's okay though because um, if you're any sort of um, giver in the sense of yoga or maybe a massage therapist or a Mm -hmm. therapist Or just someone who like really is in exchange of energy with people, it's a lot. Right. Um, it's heavy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're not in the space to take the heaviness. Right. And again, so we go back to it's okay to say no, it's okay to put something on hold, it's okay to step back. Um, it doesn't mean it's going anywhere. You know, like if it is a true passion or ambition, it will be there when you're ready to pick it back up. Um, but you have to protect your energy and yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So That's where I usually land is like, I mean, I would still obviously do a pop-up class or whatever right now, but to teach consistently, I don't have that energy to give to people um, and that's okay. But when I do watch out, that's all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, yoga for you is kind of similar to how I feel about supporting ambitious women and building up women's sales skills and confidence because I know the power that it has when they start to make these shifts in their lives and I really find that to be a really powerful energy exchange where it's like I get to help bolster them up help them succeed and honestly girlfriends I don't care if you out succeed me if you out win me I just want to see you winning and that's really where I drive so much of my passion to keep showing up because it's like I love seeing women doing cool things. Totally. I love seeing women winning. I love seeing women happy and succeeding and healthy and, you know, living in their own little world, staying in their own lanes. And it just absolutely lights me up. And if you would have asked me five years ago if this would have been what drives me right now, I would have said no because I always thought that I had to be in more of a traditional lane, I guess. I never would have thought that, like working with women could really be what what drove me totally yeah and so it's been a really cool awesome wild ride so far but it's that's where my passions lie and i do have to be careful about my own space as well where it's just like I can be so guilty of like giving, 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 and then not taking the time that I need to recharge or okay. not making sure that the energy exchange is equitable and fair. Um, it has to be,
0: guys. It does have to and be. And it's okay if like at some points during that, so whether it's a relationship or whatever, a job or however you want to look at it. It's okay if one's giving more sometimes than the other. Yeah. But the other always has to give at some point. Like, it has to be a give and take. Right. right? So, it doesn't always have to be at the exact same time that you're giving the exact amount of energy, you know. But it does. It has to come back. It It does. If not... You'll figure it out, obviously, because it'll drain you. And then you'll be like, oh, okay, it's not great. Well, and it's
1: maybe you're working on something that you're really passionate about, but there are all these other factors or people that are making it a not pleasurable experience. And then you have to kind of ask yourself whether or not you are in the right lane, whether or not this is right for you. Just because you're passionate about it doesn't maybe necessarily make that the right
0: thing. Or, like, sense. you're maybe not going at it the right way. Right. Because, so, like, well just use yoga as an example. It might not make sense to you. But, so, say, you know, you did your yoga teacher training and you go and teach and it's sucking your energy and you're not getting anything back. Maybe that's not your lane. Maybe mm-hmm. you go teach yoga to seniors or do you know what I mean right? or, yeah. or you teach online or you don't teach at all and you just do instructor teaching right. like there's so many ways to come at your passion um, so I was just using yoga as an example because it was easy for me but mm-hmm. anything could be like that so you might just be hitting it at the wrong angle right and it might not be moving kind of thing so just make, the wrong yeah. iteration of your passion, mm-hmm. you know,
1: like Michelle Romano talked about at Shameless Ambition, how she is where she is today because she followed her passions and just iterated until she found the right formula. Just kept changing it. Just kept making bit. those changes, those little tweaks that, um, allowed her to create the life of her dreams and, and build these massive businesses. <laughs> you've never heard her caviar story. I suggest it's YouTubeing pretty impressive. It's pretty good yeah, story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I really believe in that, that when we identify as what you might call multi-passionate women, is that we have to give ourselves that grace to make those tweaks and those iterations and understand that just because something didn't work here doesn't mean it's a failure. Just because you're struggling here doesn't mean you're doing the wrong thing. It's... um, about analyzing and then creating that right integration for all of them my quote has the word balance in it today. i, was like, <laughs> I can't I, wait should i change yeah. that
0: to integration for lens? <laughs> yeah you
1: know like honestly i think that there's a case to be made for balance and it just it it <laughs> makes so much sense for so many people but balance confuses me and i yeah. think that it's just something that like the way my brain operates like i look at my schedule in a week and nothing about it is balanced it's just integrated yeah, so, yeah no um, I, I i get it yeah i yeah <laughs> it's we've had so many conversations about balance cool. and integration but... it's like
0: data or data <laughs> what do you say right like it's like oh data I see it depends data. you know sometimes i catch myself saying data oh, okay and then but i think that's from like the on-site people oh that's just what they say. Maybe some of them. Maybe yeah. we
1: should start a poll. That's what engineers say. Data. Yeah, data. It sounds more authoritative. Their pinky <laughs> <ring>. <laughs> data. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Respect all engineers. Anyway. Love you guys. Um, <laughs> totally. But yeah. Um, so where were we? So we are talking about integration. Where were we just talking about?
1: Oh, we were just talking about oh, giving pastoring. ourselves grace and making the adjustments
0: as needed. Oh, yeah. And um, my next point was rest. Oh yeah, good point. and and you did bring up family weekend. Like you just had, it wasn't really restful though. Like she didn't rest, but she had no, lots of recharge. I had pretty pedal to the metal. She had lots actually. of family recharge.
1: Yeah. Got a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You gonna show it? Yeah. I'll show it. <laughs> I took. i was the, like uh, I show
0: it, show it. I
1: took the uh, second skin off just before you got here.
0: It's nice already.
1: little four leaf clover because I'm Irish, <laughs> and um. Yeah, it was just a personal sibling tattoo that uh, my uh, siblings and I have talked about for a lot of years. And my brother was in town this weekend, so we went and got it. And I was reminded that
0: um, I'm pretty tough.
1: (laughs) I'm pretty tough, but holy Holy man, does that hurt.
0: It's like you don't remember until you hear the sound of the gun start again. And then you're like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And then it touches your skin you're like... I think it was a good reminder of just,
1: like, grit your teeth and bear it. And, like, there are definitely lots of times in life where we kind of just have to grit our teeth and bear it. And uh, I swear a lot when I get tattooed. uh, Um, And actually, that mentality came into play this morning during my workout when it was just like, okay, just get through it, Lindsay. And, you know, on that just note of passions, like, sometimes you do just have to grit your teeth and get through the tough stuff so that you can continue moving forward. Push
0: through. Exactly. Yeah. So. And I mean, honestly, you always look back on the other side of it and you're like, I did that. Absolutely. You know, like there's not too many times where you like push through something that's usually if it's hard to push through, it's worth it, right? I so. think so.
1: There's always a lesson to be learned or yeah. some sort of growth to happen. And I love that quote where it's like, you've made it through 100% of your bad days. Mm-hmm. You're still here. <laughs> and I find so much safety and security in that, that like, is this the worst day I've ever had? No. Then okay, I'm going to make it through whatever yeah. it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's there's I don't I don't know how I I like <laughs> 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 I struggle with this one. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you just got to get through it. I just try and remind myself that tomorrow is a new day. Right. Like I will look back two hours from now and this will be you know like not this but like if I'm going (laughs) like I make this sound awful so if I'm going through something really bad or I'm really nervous about something or anxious about something Mm -hmm. I'll always tell myself like hey girl in eight hours you're gonna be at home sitting on your couch and this is all gonna be over yeah um so I just try to give myself like that light at the end of the tunnel like I know it does end yeah at some point whatever I'm going through it will end mm-hmm. um and that kind of gives me comfort personally so. oh I'm totally in the yeah. same boat is just when I didn't mean the podcast <laughs> Sorry. Like, Fuck,
1: <laughs> but it's like sometimes you have to just like mentally gear up of just like okay I gotta do this <laughs> this, this and this today to check off those you know few most important things yeah. that like if i do those things i'll feel productive and you know maybe i'm not in the headspace for it today but i'm gonna do it anyways because this is important to me i'm passionate about this this is a priority you know we talk about the podcast all the time where some days like we didn't sleep the night before you've got a baby you're pregnant you know Mm -hmm. i got a diabetic kid but this is important to us and we're so passionate about creating these conversations and and sharing whatever strategies or stories or tips or tricks that we can so that, you know, maybe somebody else feels a little safer
0: in approaching their passions. Oh, and I said this like before on the podcast to a different topic, but there's been times where, you know, it's hard to show up today to do this. But at the end of it, I'm so happy I did every time. Of course. Every single time. There isn't not a time that I was like, I really shouldn't have shown up. Like that's never no, that hasn't happened. So um you won't you usually don't regret it and I'll go back to like the right decision is the hard one usually. What totally. And it's just like
1: We could always find excuses. There's always an excuse for everything. Mm -hmm. And if you want to make your dreams come true, if you want to create a life that you're passionate about, sometimes you do just have to show up and you do just have to do the things and you have to hold yourself to a higher standard and not let yourself make excuses because We carve out time every single week to record this podcast. And sometimes there are things that come up where we just have to do it a different day or we have to reschedule. But we work very hard to avoid that because we know that when we have it scheduled, we do it. We show up. We walk through these doors and we turn it on and we're present
0: and we're here. And it literally screws with the rest of our week if we don't do it. Cause we're today. so scheduled. Well, and that's what I was gonna say though. Is like yeah. lots of times if you don't do that thing you're supposed to, whatever. Then you it gotta is, make it up you later. You gotta do it tomorrow yeah. or the next day, and you feel like it's even more chaotic because now like all the shit you put off today you gotta do tomorrow, plus all the stuff you had to do tomorrow already, and then like it's a snowball effect, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, I do believe in rest. Like I honestly am like sometimes you just gotta like sit down and be like, well, oh, I'm done. Like mm. you know, I'm done. So. Listen to your body obviously but know that your mind will tell you to quit about a thousand times before your body actually will. that's right so just well, a gentle reminder of <laughs> learn to rest
1: uh, not quit and just by taking a day doesn't mean that you've given up on all your dreams yeah. and all your passions and all the cool things that you want to do it's just you're allowing yourself to recharge
0: and... or like have a rest day but like in a workout sense so it doesn't mean you just like sit on your couch all day so your rest day could be like sitting on the couch, sending some emails. Right. Or being getting some creative thoughts out or scheduling your next month. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whatever. It doesn't have to be a complete waste of time That's to right. rest. Um, but it can be maybe more of those chiller tasks where you don't have to be like, up, uh, moving around, driving here, driving there, doing this, using a ton of brain power. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be something where you can throw on a, a mindless show or music, or whatever works for you, and kind of just plunk away at something, but mm-hmm. still feel productive.
1: Those are usually my like content days yeah. where I'll sit and just like create content and schedule it and, you know, do some social media engagement and. When I know that I need one of those days, I actively give it to myself in my calendar. And they're typically my Mondays. It's my business development day where I'm just home and I don't have to get dressed that day. Me Mondays. I have me Mondays <laughs> where it's just like I do the things that I need to just focus
0: on for my own sanity in my business. Well, and, and like use like you do a lot of content on Mondays as mm-hmm. well, right? So but so it's not useless time. Like right. you're like literally saving time for your week and Oh, um, I love to do yeah. things that future
1: me is gonna be grateful <sighs> me for. Too. Like it's my favorite thing ever to do where it's like if I tell myself Lindsay, future you is going to be so stoked that you did this in this moment yeah. right now. Like last night, I almost didn't clean my kitchen before I went no, to bed. Would have been so mad this oh, morning. Oh, I would have been pissed. Yeah. Woke up at five o'clock this morning, came out into the kitchen and was instantly just like so happy of my myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I am very
0: much that way too. I will like talk to myself sometimes out loud, I don't know, um, <laughs> and be like, Justine, do it. Yeah. So, like, good future you will be so stoked you know like put the crock pot meal on girl right when you go home you're gonna be stoked
1: yeah well and it's like that point you made earlier where it's just like if you don't do it now you're still gonna have to do it (laughs) later and then it's like i almost feel more proud of myself for doing it in the moment that i should (laughs) like i almost get extra kudos (laughs) because i did the dishes in an appropriate amount of time yes um but it's just like it can feel so overwhelming if we just let stuff pile up as far as like, oh, I'll do that in the future. I'll do that but in the it future. it gets too but big, though. It does get too big. Yeah. And I have just learned such a big lesson about consistency in the last few years that that's why my life is so scheduled right now. Because I know that in order to you know, driving all these multiple different lanes, I need to stay consistent or else I get too far behind. It's too hard to play
0: catch up. It's like I put myself in a, my own little car wreck that then totally. I got to climb out of. So I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast. I might have, maybe not. Um, no baby. Um, there, and this should have been my closing quote, but it's not. Um, it's more of a theory. So Buddha has a theory and it's basically you don't leave a room Um, when you leave a room, it should look like you never entered the room. Oh, okay. Just a simple concept. Same with leaving people. You should never leave people worse than you found them. You should always leave them better than you found them, but you should never leave them worse than you found them. So um, I use that theory in my life of if it takes less than five minutes, just do it. Right. Literally, if I'm walking by something in my house or if it's an email that comes in, If it's going to take me less than five minutes, I'm going to do it right now. Totally. Right in this instant. Because if not, it's going to be on the list. It's going to feel bigger. It's going to get bigger. Who knows, right? Like maybe that email now has 10 threads to it. And you're like, I have to catch up. Yeah. Um, Or the basket of laundry had three more added to it or whatever. It just gets bigger. So um, if it's less than five minutes, just do it now.
1: Well, and there are some things that are just like consistent daily activities, right? Where it's just like, if you just mentally get into the headspace of like, these are consistent daily activities that I need to perform in order to get where I want to go. We want to have clean homes. You got to clean as you go all the time. Um, You want to progress in your career and um, be more successful. You have to show up consistently every single day. And I feel like by adopting these daily activities of just pursuing a little bit each day and these practices of touching that email once, just respond to it Mm -hmm. in the moment. Like if you open the email, read it and respond. I know I am so guilty of that.
0: I flag. So I'll open it and read it and then I'll flag it if I need to respond. But I do find that I'll like open up my email and I'll have like 10 flags and I'm like, oh, like I have to respond to them all. Yeah. And it's, and then I feel like it's going to take me forever and it usually doesn't. Like mm-hmm. it's usually done 10 times quicker than I think. Um, but it caused me anxiety that it didn't need, it didn't need to be there totally. like or chaos, you know, the feeling of chaos. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm literally the worst for that. Like here I am just <laughs> preaching like crazy. No, but you know it works. It, but it, it just shows that. I just got to be better at it. And, like, we're we're yeah. sitting here giving advice that we know does work because we've mm-hmm. done it and it works, but it doesn't mean that we do it all the time or that we're perfect. I, I'm, an, I've,
1: I'm trying out a new habit with email because I literally have, well, I just got a brand new S3 email the other day. I have an on-site email. I have a personal email. I have a professional email. And so I have a bunch of different email addresses and I've started time blocking because that's my new thing these days, um, in the morning and in the afternoon emails so that I'm responding within a reasonable period of time. But I have found that my emails can be so distracting if I'm checking them on the go throughout the day and then I lose presence in the moment with where I'm at, like, You know, we were sitting in a meeting this
0: morning and and I'm like checking my grocery order.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had my computer in front of me as I always do because I take notes like crazy during meetings, but it can be so tempting to just like check my email. And I just know that I can't because I need to be present. And the second I'm pulled away and then I'm half in this email, half in the conversation, that's not productive or respectful to the people that I'm there with. Exactly. And so I really try hard to... Just avoid my email during the day so that I can focus on my meetings or the podcast or whatever I'm doing in that day. I can give my attention and energy to it, and then you know take those twenty minutes just on the couch, kind of just responding and and following up on things. So. Yeah, no, but I
0: yeah definitely agree. I'm bad at emails too. <laughs>
1: well, you're I'm honestly so impressed at how good at them you are. To be honest, no. like you respond so quick. I
0: think I need like a MacBook. I, I think
1: you do too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler. Yeah. Hey. No, just kidding. Yeah.
0: Um, but I, I have like, I have a really nice computer. I think it's like a MSI gaming computer. I don't mm-hmm. fucking know. It's one from Onsite. Like, it <laughs> That does, makes sense. It does way too many all makes data, sense data, yeah. things that I don't need it to do. Um, But I get really annoyed with it because I'm like, oh, I just, I feel like if I have to type out a big email... I don't feel comfortable doing it on my phone because then at the bottom, oh, it always I, is like sent by iOS and I'm yeah, like, I can't. it just doesn't feel very professional to me, especially yeah. if, if it's already been like banter back and forth, I'm fine with it. But if it's like an engagement email or our first response back and forth, I don't feel like it's professional to say right. sent by iPhone at the bottom. Um, that's just a me thing. Yeah. Um, so I'll be like, oh, I have to pull out this big freaking thing, put oh. <laughs> it on my counter and open it up and then for what? A five minute email it drives me nuts. But. I'm not gonna lie, it would make my
1: life so much easier if you just had a MacBook <laughs> and I'll show you all the little things. And um, all right, guys. But I carry my MacBook Stay everywhere tuned. with me, and so it's just like it's so productive. Because I agree, I don't like sending emails from my yeah. phone where it's like, oh, okay, if I'm somewhere and I've got five, ten minutes, I just pop it out and can respond to a few things, but. My MacBook is my life, my life, exactly. And so for me, that is literally like the integral key to (laughs) me being a multi-passionate woman is being able to just have every thought and creative idea and strategy that I know in this computer.
0: Yeah. I mean, and in the cloud. Yeah. Well, whatever cloud it is. (laughs) We don't know where it goes. (laughs) It's (laughs) just, it's up there. Somewhere in the clouds. Uh, But no, yeah, I, uh, Mine's like I have books, mm-hmm. so I maybe if I got a MacBook, I would replace all my other all your
1: other books. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, okay, stay
0: tuned because now I'm gonna have to go get a MacBook probably. So, oh um, yeah, <laughs> it's a business expense, Ty. <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, uh, just don't send him that one. <laughs> all right, my quote is a yoga balance quote today, but I am um, here's why I wanted to talk about it a little um Lindsay of course likes the word integration a little bit more I want you to interchange them here because really I'm meaning it the same way she's meaning integration um anything you do in my opinion in life has to have some sort of balance or integration to it whether it's just your family or family career whatever it is right you you have to have balance and you have to also like include your self-care into that integration right so there's a lot for us to integrate and balance together so this quote goes as this balance is not something that shows up one day and is there to suddenly stay it is the result of creating moments of mindfulness and gratitude throughout your day that's why it's called a practice it never ends
1: I love that, and here's why. Because it's like balance acknowledging that it's not there to stay. No. And that's always been my kind of root (laughs) issue with it is that, like, just when you feel balanced, it's gone. Something just throws us off, and that's just life. Um, But that quote actually kind of perfectly summarizes the integration of balance into our lives and finding those moments where it's it's like we are mindful and we are aware
0: and we're present Mm -hmm. and I love that. Yeah. It's really important. And I, I mean, my favorite part of it is like, it's a practice, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's some days we're going to flop and fall on our face and the integration of the balance is going to be a wipe. That's right. And and that's okay. Like you're going to just have those days Mm -hmm. and, um, they're less, Often and they're less harsh when you Mm -hmm. just surrender. Totally. So, yeah, I
1: think balance is a practice. And on that note, I want to say that passion is a practice. You know, we've been talking today about just balancing and integrating and juggling all the kind of passions and projects that we have as multi-passionate women. And it is pursuing our passions is a practice. It's a daily activity. It's a consistency. It's a mindfulness and. It's achievable for any woman who wants to go out there and follow her passions. Yeah. Whatever lane you're in. Show so. up for
0: yourself like you would show up for your best friend. Oh, yeah. I love Straight that. up. Because I mean great. it's hard. It's sometimes hard, right? When we're when we're in the lane of our own passion and the only person we have to be accountable to is ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really easy to not be accountable. Yeah. Oh, I slept in. That's okay. I don't think the boss is gonna be mad. But But if
1: if it was for your best
0: friend, it's like you'd drag your cute butt out of bed and you'd go show up. You would. So So just treat yourself like that in that mindset. And um, yeah, that's all I have to say for today.
1: Oh, I love it. I hope you have an amazing week pursuing all your big passions, girlfriends. We'll see you next time. Bye.